Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. Party people! It's Tud. And I'm Obert, a regular person. Right. I am a I'm a dad person, so I don't get to uh, I don't get to party people anymore. Why are you we a just, party people, Todd? Well, we just got done with with you know the national holiday. It's still party time, right? I didn't you hear all parties have been canceled until right. end of, until end of the NFL CBA agreement. No, we can yeah. we can have a hundred people here in Connecticut now at a party. A hundred people? What are you guys 100 doing? Hundred people. Got, what are you having corona corona orgies up there? Jeez, <laughs> we don't have we don't have coronavirus at the moment. No, oh. it's all done. All done in Connecticut. It's it's eradicated. It, it's Tut, not eradicated, Tut but it's, it's, it's going the wrong way. Or it's going the right <laughs> way, I guess. They attached all their masks to fireworks as they... Right. We're done with there. Corona forever. <laughs> <laughs> this will never come back to bite us. <laughs> this seems like the best idea. And down here, uh, they actually just legalized... Or no, mandatory-lized masks oh. for us. So... Legalized masks. Illegalized no masks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the CBA's everywhere. Oh, but how was your uh, how was your party, people, Tud? How was how was the party for the people? It, it was good. Um, I didn't see a. I saw some people. I didn't see a lot of people. But I did go to a brewery on Ooh. the fourth. On the fourth, the, there were breweries open on the fourth. I also went to a brewery on the third. We could talk about that too. Um, highly disappointed with that brewery. You guys already got my text message thoughts about that. Oh um, yes, 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 we did. I was far out of service, so I got it when I came back. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do it now. Um, screw it, Powder Hollow. Tell us why you're cranky, Tud. Yeah, yeah. Tell us I'm, why you're cranky. We're, we're gonna go right into t- why Tud is cranky. Powder Hollow, uh, Enfield, Connecticut. They also have a tap room in Manchester, or n- not man, in Middletown. And I can't figure out why their beer is just. It's probably for somebody. I mean, they had people in their tap room. But it wasn't for me. At the same time, too, uh, everybody in there was not wearing a mask, including the employees, which kind of put me off, too. They were wearing a mask when we walked in, but as we left, everybody was no longer wearing masks. So that's because they got the announcement that there's no more corona. Right, the corona's done. Corona's dead for 4th of July. Yeah. They have their Firefly IPA or something like that? No, so so that's Firefly Hollow, which is another brewery. brewery. Correct. Right. Firefly Hollow is a good brewery. That is a good brewery, yes. Powder Hollow is in Enfield, and I could safely say their tap room was very nice. They're also attached to a winery, didn't try the wine, didn't feel the need to after we tried the beer. Um, Probably will never go back. Maybe they're known for their wine, who knows? Maybe. You don't know that. You know, it's funny you bring them up because I remember years ago now, when I was living in Connecticut, I, I was tricked. Tricked? tricked maybe tricked into buying some four packs from them i like i like the idea that like you have to be really really convinced to buy beer like (laughs) i know i don't normally buy beer but no after after drinking this beer on friday you have to be convinced to buy this beer well i mean i remember it being fine it was fine but like they they compared it to the sip of sunshine they're like this is just as good and i don't know if they were trying to unload it or what but i mean it was fine it was fine but it was not i was like this is what they hyped up for me okay all right we just I had guess. a conversation on our pregame about um like different when you go into a place and you ask what do you recommend that's my fear sometimes <laughs> that they're uh they're just trying to unload stuff and maybe you got pawned off you got shoveled mm, some beer some old it's, beer or something yeah that's but. what it sounds like to me um i would say that i know how we always say here that we can be bought um Todd has some standards is what he's trying to say. I, right, yeah, right, right. I don't I think I am honestly really debating saying that uh you know the you know the brewery that uh that shall not be mentioned because they're the worst brewery in the state and they should really sponsor us but they don't uh they happen to have a really nice brewery location but the they're one that makes, the one that makes you cranky. The one that makes yes. you cranky. Right. Yeah, the one that should sponsor this segment. Um <laughs> I'm going to say that that from now on we have to refer to Powder Hollow in there in place of them. Stony Creek, you can now be mentioned on the podcast. Uh, you still should sponsor my segment, but from now on, Powder Hollow is by far the worst that I've, I've had. Yeah, and I, I, and I like I like Stony Creek. I've always liked Stony Creek. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah they've, they've always Island, been one of my you favorites. Can get out, Thimble right. Island, out of here. Unless Whoa, they no, start no. doing something different. Thim- Thimble Island has gotten like significantly better. Really? Okay, they better have because they were garbage, hot garbage before. And that's yeah. not how I want beer. I want I want beer cold. Anyways, so, so Toad, where, what was your Fourth of July brewery? <laughs> right, right, right. Where's the Where's the Fourth of July? Yeah, so we went to Twelve Percent Beer Project down in North Haven or Nice West Haven or where East Haven or whatever Haven it's in. It's in one it's of the havens Haven. that not that's out, not in New. I think it's, it's not North New Haven. Haven. I looked. I tried to go there when I was last time I was visiting, but. Uh, they're only open a few days a week, or they were when I was there. So I did not get to go, but yeah, you did. Now, yes, now they're open seven days a week. Um, obviously, with uh, with Corona, you can't sit inside. I don't know why, because some other breweries you can, but this one said we had to sit outside, which was fine. We it was a really nice day. It was eighty five and sunny, so we got to sit out there. And they have a really cool setup where uh, you mark what you what beer you want on a piece of paper and put it in like a piece of paper holder and they come by and they take it and then they they bring you your beer and they also give you free chips to get around the requirement to having uh food Mm. so we got some nice uh onion and chive chips and overall this had a lot of really good beer their their beer is fantastic uh as i've pointed out multiple times in the podcast and their brewery location for an outdoor place was fantastic too we even had some uh planes fly by in the sky that wrote hot summer fun at mohegan sun to just prove how far along in the process we are of opening up here in Connecticut, Mohegan Sun is open, <laughs> and they don't require masks. Not only are they open, they're they're still spending money on sky sky writing. So right, right, right. <laughs> Correct. And they they took all their masks and they launched them into outer space. Yeah, yeah. first masks on the moon. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I know we've talked about twelve percent, like basically since the beginning of the podcast. I think we've talked about them. And uh, yeah, th- was that your first time going? It was my second time going. Um, okay. We went. We went probably like their first or second or third weekend they were ever open. Mm. So they don't. They didn't have everything up and running. Um, they had like six beers on tap when they have like twelve taps. Uh, this past weekend was was a much smoother experience. Um, and I think people were just generally happy to be outside and drinking good beer. Right. And as I've said before, twelve percent is putting out. It doesn't matter the brewery that's coming out of 12%. They're putting out consistently probably the best beer that the state has to offer on wow. any day of the week. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Really cool. Obert, did you do anything fun for the 4th? You said you were lost out of cell service. Yeah, I was about as socially distant as you can get, I think. Uh, okay. Still wearing a mask, of course. Still wearing a mask. Yeah, I was <laughs> you- in uh, the crazy mountains in kind of central Montana, I guess you could say, west of... West of Billings, northeast of Bozeman. But uh, so did you hike by yourself? Uh, no, no. I went. I went backpacking, and I took popcorn, obviously. So we uh, we went. I did. This is my second ten thousand footer in Montana. So by the, this was the only time I've ever seen my dog actually tired was after this hike. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I managed to you know, some snow crossing. And I think before I moved to Montana, I would have thought the idea of snow on the 4th of July was preposterous, but not anymore. (laughs) So waded through some deep snow banks, uh, enjoyed one of the beers Sal sent my way. Like how deep? Yeah. I mean, not not only snow on the 4th of July, but deep snow on the 4th of July. (laughs) Well, it wasn't snowing. This is like snow that hasn't melted yet. Uh, Okay. Okay. Right. Still, but you know. Still how deep? Well, like... I mean, there's parts where, like, there's streams that are running under the snow, and you have to, like, walk over on a snow bridge, kind of. Um, I don't know. The deepest snow was probably, I don't know, 18 inches, maybe. Not Nothing above my knee. But when you're hiking in Montana, if you're going to go up an elevation early in the season, you buy gaiters, they're called. Uh, and they kind of go around your boot and in a way so that, like, no snow can get in, mm. um, basically. So I had my gaiters on. And uh, I did pretty good. It was a beautiful day. It was like 70 degrees. But uh, nice. Yeah. This is in the crazy mountains. I camped at Twin Lakes. This is considered early in the season. It's it's July. Right. So the the season for, for in Montana for the summer is pretty short. The snow's almost off all of the mountains, except for where there's glaciers year round. Um, Mm. And we'll start getting forest fires in about four weeks. So you have about a month (laughs) 
you have about a month to really uh, get all of your perfect summertime conditions in. And then, then you have to worry about fires breaking out. So, so yeah, you get a month of, of peace between Ice Age and Hellfire. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's more smoke <laughs> than fire. But, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Hell yeah. smoke. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing that you can't handle. It's just, it's not fun to climb a mountain when you get to the top and it's all just kind of smoggy. Yeah. So, I hear that. Um, but it was great. It was great. Great weekend. And uh, didn't run into anybody. So no coronavirus nice. for me. <laughs> no corona. Um, and did you have the day off at least, Chris? I had the day off. And that's pretty much the, the peak of my 4th of July. Did I mean. Watch fireworks? Really, or not eat really. A hamburger? I mean, the, the, the neighbors were shooting off fireworks a lot. And I didn't really. I didn't even. I like looked out the window at one. <laughs> I was like, ah, that's enough for me. Chris saw a firework. <laughs> I saw a firework. No, my, uh, so, I mean, I'm going to have another kid in like, I don't know, three weeks, maybe, maybe three weeks. Who knows? And <laughs> so we didn't do much. We just kind of get in the house ready for that. And, uh, my computer broke. So that was super fun. I was working on that. And, uh, other than that, everything's still closed because the coronavirus is live and well down here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's great. It's amazing. Um, but I do, if you don't mind, I would like to start drinking, if that's, oh, if that's okay. Yes. Sure. This beer is kind of an homage to my 4th of July. Uh, this is from Gizmo Brew Works. It's called it's One Lone Shel- Firework. No. <laughs> <laughs> one, lo- one Lone Firework and a Pregnant Wife. Uh it's shelter. That's, the shelter. It's an oddly the shelter specific in, beer. Yeah, it's very. It, yeah, I saw it and it just spoke to me for some reason. <laughs> 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 they're they're starting to hone in on me. They they know they know where the money is at. Um, and this is their shelter in place series, which is a double New England, uh, double IPA, uh, New England style IPA. So, um, I got a giggle out of it because of the whole shelter in place thing. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. So, um. It looks so. This is a IPA from Gizmo, and are they yep. a North Carolina brewery? They are. They're out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, uh, and I think they also have a location in Chapel Hill, if I was reading correctly. Uh, so two locations. That's like three or four hours from you, right? Yeah, no. Um, Raleigh's yeah, probably yeah. You're probably it's probably about four hours. Uh, so it's eight and a half uh al- percent alcohol by volume. Uh, um. It's got, let me see, Apollo Sultana hops, which is, I don't hear about those very often. No, me neither. Yeah. Well, we have to, if I was prepared, I'd do a hoppy hour on them. But <laughs> uh, let me see, let me see, 8.5, uh, 84 IBU, 6 SRM. It says it right on here. Okay. Hop, hoppy Tropical Dark, uh, a fine choice for chores around the house, for getting daycares <laughs> closed, and avoiding panic buyers. <laughs> nice. So... Pretty, pretty good. So can we see what a 6RS SRM beer looks like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 6SRM beer, I think this is uh, kind of what Ober was talking about. You might not be able to... It does... I can tell you it looks very clear. Uh, yeah, it very definitely light. looks filtered. Yeah, definitely filtered. That's so, apparently deep gold is what uh, Google is telling me a 6 on the SRM is called. I, I, You know what? It is... I would say deep gold. I would say deep gold. Holding up to the light looks deep gold. Let me see. What kind of smell taste do I get? Hmm, there is some tropical tropical fruity notes on it. Can't really pick it out right now. Maybe a maybe a pineapple, maybe. But let's uh let's see what the mouth tastes tastes like. Is it good? It, it is good. It is good. Hopefully hopefully it's good after that. I know, I know. Um so it is bitter. It's very bitter, which is not always what I consider my New England IPAs, um, but it is very bitter. Uh, you do get some tropical notes and some. Let me see. the The tail end aftertaste is a tad bit malty. Nothing, nothing too crazy. But you get punched in the face with a decent amount of bitterness. Um, Eighty four IBUs is that's getting up there. That's getting up there. Um, you get a little bit of that tropical tropical taste that I get in the middle. Um, then it kind of starts to fade into uh, malt backbone and ending with like maybe a tiny bit of pine pininess and then malt so um not a bad beer i don't know if i'd call it a new england ipa though that's that's my that's my thing i mean new england ipas they have a little bit of a kick a little bit of a bite to them but this is this is a decent amount of bite there's not a lot going on to cover up some of the hoppiness which i don't mind or the bitterness i should say 
I don't mind it, but I know a lot of folks would be turned off by it. I'm going to give it a three and a half. I'm going to give it a three and a half. Not bad. I'm glad I tried it. I, I, I'm, you know, like I said, I wonder if there's a, a, a series. Uh, like it says a shelter in place series, but I wonder if there's additional beers in the shelter in place oh. series, you know? Yeah. But I can, uh, I can safely tell you that there's at least a few other ones. Okay, cool. Well, I like that. So maybe this is, this must be like an experimental series while everybody's locked up at home. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, let me see, the Untappediverse is going to say that this is a 3.83. Very close. Ah, damn it. 3.92. Okay, okay. Respectable, respectable. Yeah. Only so. only 300 check, or you're going to be the 300th check-in when you check this in. Hmm. I'm going to have to check it in now. I'm yeah. make sure I get number 300. Yeah, it's 3.92. I can see it. I can see it. I don't know. I don't know much about Gizmo Brewworks, so if you want to fly me out to Raleigh and you know put me up in a five star hotel and have me taste all your beers and just you know reach out dawfpodcast at gmail dot com uh, and we'll we'll make something happen. We can get down with this. But is Raleigh um, a, a plane ride for you? How far away is that? No, it's like four hours, but I don't want to drive. Right. So you'll do it if just... they fly you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if, if they send a if they send like a limo to come get me, that's okay too. Okay, like, okay. I'll you be, could, you know, we what? could talk. We'll talk. Gizmo, yeah, we'll talk. we're open Gizmo. to options. <laughs> uh, no, no less than a limo though. You send a town car, I'm sending that back away. <laughs> it's going back the other way. You mail me a, a Greyhound ticket? No way. Now, what if they sent you a Traverse and so well, we'll drive you in this? Obviously, I mean, I feel at home in a Traverse. I spend most of my days in a traverse. I think that would be a really good segue to a segment we're not doing anymore. <laughs> right. Speaking of that. Todd, why don't I, you review a beer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm just going to hop in here and uh, do my do my review. This week, I'm in the process of trying to clean out the bottles of beer that I have in my house. So um, I picked this bottle up at one point for about $5. It's called Bay and Pepper Your Bretts. Uh, it's by... Against the Grain Brewery, so they always have some interesting oh, nice. bottle art or can art. So this is a yeah. per, a person with a hop head sitting in a bath or a a pot of uh, like a pot on top of fire. Yeah, like you're making like you're making hop person stew. Yeah, there you go. It reminds Everybody me of like those like. those old comic Bugs Bunny cartoons where he's like in the stew with the cannibals about to eat him. Mm, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting in the pot on the fire. There you go. Yeah. He's like chopping up his own carrots inside the stew. Yeah. Right. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. We've seen that one. Yeah, we've all seen that one. <laughs> so based on the the bottle, it's they teamed up with a beer-focused chef and a strange brewer. Um, both from so Holy Grail, uh, the chef from the Holy Grail chef and a brewmaster from R- RTG. Um, so it only made sense that they would work together on this bright, savory, and spicy saison. What didn't and doesn't make sense is the name Bay and Pepper Your Bretts. But if it's good, does it have to make sense? That's what the bottles is. 6.8% ABV. It's a bomber. And it's supposed to be served at 48 degrees. So it's been out of the fridge for a little bit now. Hopefully I've honed right in on the temperature that it's supposed to be. On the nose, it smells like a Saison. Uh, very tart on the, the, the nose flavors there. Maybe a little bit of spice. I mean, I guess there's supposed to be pepper in here. So uh, let's check makes it sense. out. Makes sense. Yeah. Right. So, on the flavor, or on the mouth, I don't get a lot of heat. Um, like, none at all. I was expecting some peppers. I got none. Does it taste, do you get, like, like sweet peppers or, like, green peppers or any kind of peppers? Black peppers? No peppers. You know what I get, and it's really weird, is I get a lot of banana. Hmm. Like, like ripe banana. Um, hmm. And then it's very dry on the back end. I wonder if that's, like, is that supposed to be, like, a pepper flavor? Well, Brett's, um, Brett's are normally... Pretty, pretty dry dry right it's like the stuff that's like the whole thing yeah it's it, i mean it's good it's not it's not the best it's not exactly what i was expecting um you know it starts off like acting like it's gonna gonna kind of be you know a little bit uh tart but this the tartness never gets there it's really only from the, f- the the smell and then it you know goes right off into that really ripe banana like almost blackish banana type flavor and then it kind of fades away to that dry taste where I feel like, based on this name of this beer, 
it should be spicy. Like, it should have finished up, gone banana into, like, something, like, spicy to kick you in the, the teeth with. And it just didn't happen. So you've said that you've had this kind of in the fridge for a little bit. Um, it's possible that it just, with the age, has faded. How old is this beer? I, I have no idea how old it is. Um, it was on closeout. I can tell you that. But it was sealed with a wax cap. So it's meant to be aged. Oh, so that's why you were cursing at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was having a very difficult time with the wax covering. I on couldn't. I could thing. only see like the back of you and just hear you like cursing and struggling to open the beer. I had no idea what was going on. Yes. That's awesome. I guess that would make sense from from people who uh, didn't didn't see what I was doing. I was sitting over there with an exacto knife, trying not to cut my thumb off, but also trying to get through the thick layer of wax that had been on this bottle. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, yeah, just very disappointing. Um, I went in with high hopes. I thought that for sure this five dollar closeout beer would have been the, your new favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like against the grain. Uh, most beers that against the grain do or does or brew. However you want to say that. Most most beers that they brew are really good. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I can attest to that one, too. Yeah. I don't, I like, think, I've, I like I don't think I've ever had anything from them. Really? Is there anything mm. that they're known for that I might have heard of? The brown note, you'd probably know. I think we talked about it's that the, on the show. Yeah. yeah it's the picture um, of the guy getting was it the, know, poked in the butt with poop. 35,000. Is that the one? It's like a stout, I think. They have, like, really funny can art. That's like, Okay. And I, it know, says here, they're, I think they're from Louisville. Yeah, Louisville, Kentucky. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of their uh, can art is usually a little bit, a little bit off the mark. Um, it's a little bit against right. the grain, if you will. Ah, I see what you did. There. Oh, what? Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna give this. It's a, it's a. I'm really disappointed. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. I don't think it's low enough to give it a three two five. Um, because it's still drinkable. Like it's 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 good for what it is, but I just feel like I'm I'm missing a third of the flavor that I was supposed to get. Maybe if you mm. paid 20 bucks for it, you could be made it last. But, but for five right. bucks, I mean, a beer is a beer. Yeah, for $5, it was a value. Right. Right. Um, I'm going to guess the untapped diverse people usually like against the green. And if let's say I got a bad bottle or, you know, if, if it did fade away over time, I bet you this is a little bit higher. I'm going to say that the untapped diverse is probably like a three, seven, seven. Not too far off. Uh, it's a 3.64 with 28, 25 check-ins. Mm-hmm. So I was close. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Like Did right anybody in mention spice? Yeah. Uh, yeah, spicy, peppery. These are the their su- supplied notes, but uh, nothing that I saw in my perusing the reviews did anybody really say it was spicy. Really nice, borderline great. Four and a half. Whoa. James, James was a little drunk at the time. <laughs> Jimmy M says, milder, wild, rustic number, but nicely spices with fennel, anise, earthy tones, and warming uh, Szechuan-type pepper notes. Oh, so but, that does uh, make it sound like it's a little hot. Yeah, who knows? I mean, Szechuan-type pepper notes is a little little on the spicy side. That's what you would think it would be, but it, right. was, just, it was just really lacking in that department. Maybe it's just black pepper. Then maybe, it, yeah, maybe that... If that's what that's supposed to be, <laughs> I don't know. But well, that's two three and a halfs in a row. I mean, yeah, Obert, hope, it's up to you. I hope Obert saves the day. Well, we'll see. Because um, you know, again, I told you about how I I went to the the store, went mm-hmm. to the bottle shop, and um, the guy behind the counter totally sold me on this one. This is a oh no, I'm laughing because because he did the same my my pregame beer, but. Uh, that fell a little short. What I have here is a beer from Breakside out of Portland. Um, I had their coconut collaboration with Fremont on the show before, mm. but this is uh, for and you those like of you, that one, right? Yeah, I hadn't really had much of their beer before. Uh, they seem pretty renowned in Portland. I didn't go there when I was in Portland, but uh, for people who are suckers like me for limited edition beers or limited edition mm. things in general, this one I could not. Um, you know, I couldn't miss this one. So this is their Seeker IPA series. And it's an interesting take on a kind of a rotational, you know, one-off beer series because 
It says here that um, it pushes the boundaries of what an IPA can be, crafted with our own Northwest spin, seeking new territories of refreshment. And then it says under it, a new beer each month. Check out the bottom of the can to see which one you got. So the kind of the Ooh. gimmick is you buy it and then you check and you see, or you know, you're in the store and you look and see what it is. So it has a list of one, two, three, four, five, six. It has a list of six different IPAs. You know, some are hazy, New England st- or New Zealand style, uh, Austin style. Um, but as the guy I'm, at the store I'm, was, I'm very intrigued by New Zealand and Austin I mean, style. Hopefully, I'm that's assuming, what you have. So the New Zealand style is, is called Hail Nelson. So I just assume it's made with Nelson hops which we know are from New Zealand. But right. um, how the guy in the store sold it to me is this is one that is not even on the list. This is like an off. This is a secret beer, a secret seeker series. Oh, Whoa. boy. Oh, secret. You have to be super special to be not on the list. Exactly. So it says on the bottom of the can, seek no further. Um, and then it's a cryo IPA. Wow. Okay. 521.20. You were just saying that you wanted to try other cryo beers. So... You're right. Yeah. So we'll see how this one holds up. Um, you know, I was going to bring a different beer on the show tonight. I decided to pull an audible and I wanted to drink this as fresh as I could. Um, you know, this late into our recording, it's a little warmer than I would like an IPA, especially cryo IPA to be, but, uh, we'll see, see how it is here. Um, but like I said, I'm just a total sucker for these kinds of things where it's like, you know, a secret <laughs> beer. and I, I, I normally like to read a little bit about the brewery and I totally avoided looking up this beer at all because I didn't want to, didn't want to spoil any of the secret, but I'd love to learn more about, about this beer. So, um, you know, it's definitely not a hazy. Nope. Yeah. This is also like a similar color to what Chris had, maybe even a light, a little bit lighter instead of, what did we say your, your beer color was? We called it deep gold. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was a six. I think we all have the same color. By the way, this is uh, this is probably even a little lighter. I would put this at maybe a five, which is somewhere between deep gold and pale gold. Mm, but, uh, yeah. In terms of the smell tastes, I get a little bit of juiciness, but not an overwhelming amount. Again, with it being the filtered like this, I don't think you're going to get strong aromas. It's right. not like it hits you in the face. But keep in mind, it is secret. So it is a secret. So there could be secret flavors too. That's true. <laughs> okay. We'll give you we'll give you a mulligan on that one side. <laughs> Try again. I like I liked it because it was supposed to be kind of like secret, right? Like, uh, oh, sorry, my I, I always forget the sounds my phone before these <laughs> before these recordings. You'll stand by. Okay. I don't I don't have whimsical magical sound beer sounds. Mm. No, that's too bad. Um. So first impressions, solid IPA. Nothing overwhelming with the hop intensity. This isn't a super bitter beer. I would say on the IBUs, this is maybe like 50s or 60s. Mm. Um, not. It's very well-rounded IPA. Again, not super juicy, not super bitter. I don't. We talked about cryo IPAs in my Hoppy Minute. I did. I must have been two episodes, three episodes ago now. Mm, yeah. Um, which we didn't really, I didn't really come to any kind of consensus on what cryo hopping really does other than it really just allows some more of the hop extracts to be con- uh, concentrated down. It makes it makes your beer more like RoboCop. Yes. I think that was what mm-hmm. we decided, that it's <laughs> yeah. the beer of the future. Uh, it's the T-1000 of beers. Right, right, so Chris right. Chris is a big fan. Yep. Anything Terminator related, Terminator or Chappie related? Yeah, um, this is this is great. This is a good IPA. It's not anything out of this world for being a secret. It's not like I don't know. Like you don't feel you don't feel bad about sharing this secret top secret secret with all of our listeners. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Fair. Um, so yeah, this seek no further. I don't think I, I don't think I'll have to seek any further from another beer from Breakside because this is legit. But I don't have feel like I have to go back and try all of the Seeker Series IPAs now. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, in closing, I think this is going to earn. This is probably a, a three seven five for me. It's not. You know, it's a it's an above average IPA. Um, if it's billed as just a plain old IPA, it's not. 
a double. It's not a hazy. It's just a, it's just an IPA, and it's good. It's a three seven five. Let's. It's better than a 3.5. That's true. That is better than a 3.5. That's true. That is very true. Um, but I'm really curious how many people have checked this Seek No Further beer in. Or does it, does Untapped have the all the secrecies oh. broken down? Oh, it's there. Is it so oh. secret that it's not on Untapped? No, it's right. there. It's on Untapped. It's it's the most. I'm gonna feel like if there's like like three thousand check-ins, I'm gonna feel like I was sold a bill of goods. Here. No, it's eight, eighty-six check-ins. Check Wow, eighty six check eighty six. <laughs> so it's it's like a it's like a, I'm gonna say it's like a holographic Blastoise from the base. Set, yeah, you know, really, yeah. Um, so because of the hop hype of the limited nature of this, I think people are gonna rate it a little higher than I did. I think it's gonna be like a like a just a four point is my guess. What the average is gonna be very close, very close. Uh, three point nine seven. So. Ah, well, I I was closest. I win man of the people this week. You you do. You do win man of the people this week. So, yeah, that's uh I mean, I like, you know, all things aside, I like that concept for that beer though. The fact that every, Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Every month it's different and you don't know until you check the bottom of the can. I don't know. I think that's pretty pretty yeah. pretty fun. And then there's and then to there's have an on top off of that, there's, one. There's a secret one on top of right. all that. Yeah. <laughs> it's is a awesome. secret rare. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, yeah, I got to get this." And uh I have I I got a whole four pack, so Nice. But when I ship beers out to you guys, you guys can let me know if you think it's worth the hot pipe. Is everything in your four pack a different beer? No. I okay. believe they're all the seek no further. Now you gotta look, okay? Because who knows? I gotta look. Okay. Yeah, knows? but I would imagine that if they're they come off the line and they put them all, they pack right. them all together. I don't know. But. There was that beer that we talked about a couple, probably a couple months ago now, where one of them was like, like super Ooh, super yeah. spicy. It was like you know at oh, your own yeah. risk. It was the, the the Russian roulette beer. The roulette beer, yeah. The Russian roulette beer, yeah. That, where it was a four pack of a chili stout and one of them was made with the Carolina Reaper pepper and the other three were just like jalapenos or something. So, yeah. Uh, that's actually from unknown out of uh, Charlotte. So I'm going to pay attention next year. If they have it, I'm doing it. I'm sending the cans out. We're going to see who loses. I'm so excited. I'm already excited yeah. for it. It's going to be the best. Now you do so. realize you have a, you have the chance of the most chance of losing. Why is that? Cause you'll have two, he'll have two cans no, and we'll each get no, one. No, I'm, I'm we're getting we're getting someone else in on the pod. We're gonna we'll get someone. Fourth, else. Yeah, we'll have a guest host. Yep. Yep. Okay. Or it'll be fun. I cool. I wish kind of wish it was like a six pack because then we would each have two, and then the one person will be able to tell you how much hotter it really is. Ooh, oh, that's true. That's a true point. If it's too. a if it's a six pack, we'll do that. But if it's a four pack, I like the guest host idea. Yeah. Well, see, and that's the thing. Like, what if what if because I'm new to the spicy food game, you know? Like, I actually like like jalapenos on stuff now, right? So I'm like new to the spicy food game but tud is a, a seasoned veteran i so, know i really hope that tud doesn't get it because right. he would just be like <laughs> oh yeah it's spicy i think i got well, a normal one that was part, <laughs> right. of the, it's part of what i'm thinking now is maybe this is like maybe like chris would find this a little spicy and right. it just i don't maybe i just don't taste it at all but i would at least get, get some like pepper flavor i feel like like i can tell when yeah i can tell when like there's a jalapeno on something right it's not like i mean it's if you, so dead that it bothers me right like if you think about like the jalapeno pale ale from fat orange cat i forgot what it's called right now uh, jalapeno like, jack there it is jalapeno jack like that's not it's not spicy but you no. get you definitely know there's jalapeno in it it tastes like jalapeno so it's delicious it is very good it's a very good it's one of the better jalapeno beers i've had so i've had a few but i also on a, yeah. on a on a random note i had a trillium stout this past weekend that was vanilla cacao and ancho chilies and Ooh. that is the first spicy beer that I took a sip and I went, oh, this is really spicy. And it was oh, okay. amazing. Like, I drank that whole thing. I think I have another bottle somewhere. Maybe I'll bring it to the pod one day if I'm not going to get made fun of for that. But it was, <laughs> it was delicious. At least, at least 30 episodes between Trillium appearances. Trillium, yeah. It's, it's been like 25 at this moment. At it has. This point, I think. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a little while. It's been a little while. We have, well, we have, have Treehouse on. Not like that last, last week or two weeks ago? Yeah. I've been so, good. I've been two good. Two weeks ago. Yeah. The counter restarts for Treehouse, but Trillium's still going. So you have been you have been a lot better. A lot better than when we began. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been forever and a day since I've been to Treehouse. and That's true. It had been forever That's and true. a day up until quarantine that I had gone to, to Trillium. Right. 
Yeah. Well, friend friend of the show Ben goes to uh, Stowe, Vermont, for a week every summer. And uh, this year, I I Venmoed him some money and said, "Send me a box of some Stowe beer." So, oh nice, I might be bringing some some old New England favorites on eventually. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. That I will say that's one thing that I do miss about living in Connecticut is just like you can drive three hours and go to this magical beer wonderland that just has the beer hangs from this from the trees and like you just go out and pick yourself a nice fresh beer but um i do miss that and there's ben and jerry's on every corner (laughs) there's ben and jerry's on every corner and this wonderful alchemist person just keeps runs around with his hat and grand streets are paved with fish food (laughs) fish food's the best i love fish food so Courtney, Ben's wife, told me that she had uh, some beer from me as well from this brewery that I had never heard of before that's supposedly better than foam. So wow, I, wow. I will have that at some point, hopefully. But I'm also, I want to see if they found Little Sip because it's available now. It's not available mm. in Connecticut. Oh. You cannot get it in Connecticut. It's Vermont only. Oh, that's how they get you. Yeah. And I'm like, Dude, can I just drive to like the base of Vermont? Is like, can I get it there or... Do I have to go like deep into the heart of the Green Mountains? Right. But, Todd, I think you have to play that special jingle that we do every time we get an envelope mail. Mail time. There we go. <laughs> nice. The mail's here. That means we get to see our old friend, Mailbox. So, real, real quick, uh, you know, good friend, uh, we're going to say envelope letter writer of the pod, Sal. We call uh, it a scribe. Again. S- scribe. Sc- scribe. Ooh, that's good. Scribe of the pod. Sal writes in again. Uh, after the comments of the can smelling much more like graham cracker than the actual pour on your cobbler beer. Shout out to, to last week. week's episode. Yep. Curious on your thoughts of swirling the last ounce or so of beer made with a bunch of adjuncts before finishing the pour. I started doing this after rinsing my cans and seeing a lot of goodness come out, come out and down the drain. Sad, sm- sad face. This is hmm. traditionally done. Now, with was some... that was that drawn in like dash dash with a with a uh, sad it's, mouth? It's it's a, it's an actual smiley. I can actually see the the emoji. Is it an emoji? It's not a smiley anymore. They're emojis now. No, but he he wrote it in cursive, right? <laughs> it's a cursive a cursive emoji. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's in wingdings. Um, <laughs> this is traditionally traditionally done with some German hefeweizens. Uh, but shouldn't be done while with bottle fermented. Don't want dead yeast, just tasty stuff. So uh, I read this and it hit me in the heart because I do this with all of my beers. So this is a practice that I've been doing and it does. I don't care what it, what it is. Dead yeast doesn't hurt you. I, I was just going to say dead yeast provides no, no wrong flavors. It only provides additional nutrients to your beer. So Sal, right, you're just pouring healthier. away healthiness. Right. Yeah, all so, those micro microorganisms that you're right. throwing well, away. Some people take probiotics every day, so I mean, what's the difference between taking probiotics or drinking yeast? Probably nothing. <laughs> don't don't write in, listeners. We're <laughs> pro- we're pretty sure there's no difference. <laughs> yeah, it's we've probably, thought it's about it. It's okay? exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Yep, it's that's don't it. even try and convince us otherwise. <laughs> so, do, do either of you do this? Is this a practice? So, so you... let me get let me get this straight, Chris. So you pour fifteen ounces in to yep. the glass. Mm-hmm. Take that last ounce, swirl it around. This is what Sal's suggesting we do. Correct. And then pour that in. Correct. Yes. Okay. I have not done this, um, but maybe I should. It sounds like you guys are both into it. So and and tr- truthfully, I don't know if it adds. I really don't know if it adds anything. I just I, I just don't even think about it anymore i just it happens it happens now so i try to take the lazy way out because i'm too lazy to swirl the can around three or four times to get the bottom to collect so impossible right when i feel that the can is almost empty uh, or there's not enough not left to pour usually i've already kind of like ice poured my beer i don't do crisp pours i kind of do you know almost no head and then i take the bottom of the can and i turn it upside down so i violently pour the bottom of the can into the glass which comes out with a little bit more force and usually it shoots that last like 15 percent of the can deep into the glass and it can turn let's I've just seen call some... it the splooge okay well, <laughs> I, i've seen some beers um from treehouse in particular that when you do that they go from sometimes they pour clear like this beer right and then they go to hazy because of everything that's settled at the bottom so mm-hmm. if i found if i violently just turn it upside down dump the rest of the beer in I get a whole hazy beer from it. So that's 
that's been my way of doing it. I guess I could switch the can before I violently poured it, but it just seems like an extra added step. Right. I mean, I guess I don't know how violently you can pour it. I don't know because that's what I mean. That's essentially you know I do this and then I just turn it upright. So oh yeah, but, I turn it 180 degrees upside. But like I'm not like with ah, force <laughs> well, or anything. <laughs> just shaking it out like that's a how salt le- shaker that's stuck. Shake like a shake. like a glass bottle of Heinz ketchup. That's yeah. what it, Chris is doing. Smacking. That's the how left-handed milk stout does it. Is they they tell you to violently violently pour by turning it. You know, that is true. Degrees upside down. That is true. That is how they tell you to pour it. So, so I think Sal would be remiss if we didn't emphasize his the part of his letter where he said this is for adjunct beers for the added sweeteners. And I know both of you said you do it for the dead yeast on the bottom, but he he does not advocate that. He's saying this is only for these these flavored beers or like the Carolina Cobbler we had last week. Mm. I mean, I, I do I do it with everything. Right, right. Yeah. Doesn't bother me. Bring I'll on have to try the, the swirl thing. Yeah, but I'm not afraid of yeast either. I mean, if I if my beer has floaties in it, I floaties have never off put me from drinking a beer. I mean, it depends on what it is, but... But I mean, if it's like floating dead yeast, like, oh, I'm just yeah, like, no. ah, whatever. I mean... Actually, there was a brewer, I, I bought a bottle from him, and like he even said, like, you know, at the bottom, you don't have to pour it out. It's not going to hurt you. It's just dead yeast. And he like told everybody and like people were sitting there i'm like nah you suckers there's probably beer in between that yeast i'm gonna yeah. get it all <laughs> i mean this is never one to let a sip of beer go to waste <laughs> going back to what we were talking about you know two minutes ago there's a certain uh new england ipa the og original heady topper that says drink from the can because if you pour it out your beer has floaties in it because that's just the way that he brewed right. it. Yep. So if you left that bottom 15% in the can, you'd be losing all the, the heady topper goodness. Right. And we talked about that. We talked that's another throwback. A lot of throwbacks. We're doing we're like getting retrospective coming up you on know, 100. Yeah, after doing 97 episodes, we can't help but reference some things twice. True. So. True. N- never again though. I do have one thing to bring up too. Speaking of of uh mailbag, um I did get mail from I got two pieces of mail. Uh, a, I think we all got mail from uh, my mom. Hashtag oh, yeah. mom of the pod. You know, I've been meaning to, I wanted to bring <laughs> yes. this up on the podcast. Yeah. Where uh, she sent us all Swedish fish. Shout out to like 10 episodes ago where we were talking about mm-hmm. Swedish fish. Yeah. That, those hit the spot. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Tez mom, mom of the pod. That was great. I destroyed them. Destroyed them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still have them. Because I thought we were going to do something cool with the beer, but I also, as my mom oh. knows, I'm not a big Swedish fish fan either. So, mm. but she yes. she sent it to me anyways because she didn't want to just send you guys Swedish fish and not send me anything. So, okay, thanks, mom. Right. Next time, hashtag send Reese's. <laughs> Again, this is like this is like when she made the wrong kind of Italian pasta for you. Yeah, right. Oh God, yeah. What the hell? You could have sent uh, you could have sent me and Obert one and a half boxes of Swedish fish, and we would have been very appreciative. <laughs> But then I got another another uh, gift in the mail, this time from Obert's hashtag mom of the pod. Yep. And she sent me uh, coasters because we had talked about Obert getting coasters made by his That's right. Parents. Yep. And yep. so. Yeah. My mom made me these, these coasters. And so you have. So she sent you some too. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So she sent, sent me some as well. Uh, so I thought I'd give a shout out there to say thank you very much. Mine are. Um, they're actually the color of Dallas Cowboys. I don't know if your mom did that on purpose because she knew that I was a Cowboys fan. I'm going to say, yes, she did. Um, we'll, we'll say probably. <laughs> but she did include a nice little note. Um, you know, And just basically said she really enjoys listening to the podcast. And um, she wanted me to be able to keep my beer safe and not, um, not wrecking my new desk. Nice. And did yeah. she mention that you have the best voice of the pod? Was that on there too? She did. She said, uh, she said, yes. you know, keep other than my, my own loving son, uh, who I could never well, say didn't have the best voice. So I, I will say I will read a it, second. I will read it verbatim and <clears throat> keep those frosty mugs of wisdom coming. We appreciate listening to your voice among the doldrums of the other two. Oh wow! And then it said, wow, "Really throwing me under the bus, mom." Thanks. Then I got a then I got a nice little heart, and she signed it. So thank you very much for already admitting that I I have the best voice. That's another vote right. for Tud. I'd also like to thank Obert's mom 
for uh, for for my set, which unfortunately is not on my desk, so I don't have anything fun to what show. What are you doing? What are you I, doing? Are I they are they cowboys colors? They're similar colored. Where'd they? They're over on the counter. I would have to go get them, but um, but yeah, no, they. I was pretty. I was pretty happy to get them. That was pretty exciting. So, uh, and she actually said that she sent you a decoy note just to make you feel better <laughs> about sounding so bad on the pod. So oh, wow. okay. I wasn't supposed to say that. Oh, ah, crap. It says I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> well, <laughs> she's like, at, at least she tried to boost my spirits and boost my confidence. Exactly. There we go. Yeah. She should have made them blue and white because then it would have been Colts for Chris and Bud Light for Todd. It That's true. That's true. Well, I mean, there's been... there's kind of like blue and gray and I like them. Yeah, yeah. No, they're really, they're really cool. So. All right. Well, thanks, moms of the pod. Um, and with that... Why don't we transition over to our Frosty Mug of Wisdom, where every week we bring you three pieces of wisdomy wisdom, which we fill up our mug with, uh, giving you life advice, things we watched, things we've listened to or read, or just things we like. Um, and I know Chris has been champing at the bit all week to get into his handle. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, we got to do this. Yeah. Your handle. Oh yeah. Yes, your handle. Jordan, yes, thank you, Jordan, again. Yes, your handle. Mug of wisdom. <laughs> Drink. Mug of wisdom. That was that was. Perfect, Todd. I don't know what you're talking about. That was awesome. Yeah, that's the short <laughs> version. I still like the long version, but the long version is very good. But we did that say was that we also... played the short version one time, and that's today. That's right. That's right. And we'll find out what happens next week. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So I know we talked about it a little bit on the pregame already, and I've been singing and humming and watching uh, this basically all weekend. Uh, but uh, as of July 3rd on Disney Plus. Uh, the musical Hamilton is now available to watch. It's the recording from New York City. From 2016. And, yeah, for back in 2016. So it's got the original cast um, with Lin-Manuel Miranda and Leslie Odom Jr. and everybody else. I don't know. I don't know all their names. I know the I know the, the big two. <laughs> And Jared and uh, Jonathan Groff is the is the king of England. But anyway, um, and I just want everybody to know I'm not really I've never broadcast myself as being like a huge musical fan or anything. I'm a big fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda for some of his other things that he's done, as well as just being a really cool guy. Like Namely Moana. <laughs> I mean, Moana. He's been he on, did write the entire soundtrack. Yeah, he definitely helped um, with that. But, you, you know, I've been he's he's also a really cool guy. Uh, it just seems really chill, and uh, but I was it was it was so good. It's just so good, <laughs> and um, I don't know. I just I watched it Friday night when I got home from work with with Dana, and then basically had the soundtrack stuck in my head all weekend. I watched it again today, just hanging out, put it on. Um, uh, I mean, the music is great, the voices are great. It like makes me want to go back and watch all these musicals that I probably missed out on that I probably would enjoy because I like music. I don't know why I was <laughs> like, yeah, you know. so I know I know what Hamilton is. But if you're a listener who's been living under a rock, could you describe Ooh. what it Ooh. is? Pick me. Pick me. Tud, Tud, what the, is Hamilton? No, I'm no, I'm saying I'm the listener that's been under, under the rock. Oh, Tud's under oh, the rock. OK, uh, so Hamilton is a is a musical uh, that was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, that was about the life of Alexander Hamilton, which is one of the founding fathers of the United States. Um, now, historical accuracies aside, because I don't know how, I mean, I, I'm sure there are some... some Liberties taken. L- yes, there you go. Thank you. Some liberties Creative taken. Liberties. Um, but, you know, spoiler, spoiler alert, uh, he ends up dying in a duel before... <gasps> Oh my toast. See see my handle from last week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yes. Um oh that's true. Never mind. We ruined it last week. I forgot. <laughs> um, history, but he does hashtag history spoilers. 
Yeah, uh, but it takes him takes it through uh, the his life and also not only his life but also the form of the United States kind of simultaneously through the whole thing. So um, it's pretty cool. It's one of those they're one of those guys like you know his name. What's his name, man? Alexander Hamilton. No, um, <laughs> uh, but you know his name through history books and the ten dollar bill and things like that. But you don't realize like things that he was involved in. Like I didn't know he was the first uh, uh, Secretary of Treasury of the United States. I didn't know that. I mean, you know, it, there's just some really cool stuff you learn. You know, and uh, the 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 songs are so good, and the story is so good. And I don't know. I just I'm in love with it now, and now I want to see all of the musicals, and I want to be a musician when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think a big part of um what sets this musical apart and what makes it different is, is it takes this kind of like dusty old story from history. And one thing you didn't mention is all of the songs are hip hop. Right. That's true. Yes. Uh, yeah. And it's like a, a predominantly uh, the cast is like all people of color mm-hmm. as well. So it's like, you know, George Washington is black and Alexander yeah. Hamilton's black. Like all the, all these founding fathers are, you know, are people of color in the musical. And it's, it takes a story that you, you know, might have heard a long time ago in history class, and it just like puts a 21st century spin on it by making it hip hop. One of the one of the cool things I was that guy who, um, as I was watching it, was looking up historical uh, accuracies or inaccuracies. But one of the a few of the things I didn't realize was a Alexander Hamilton is the only founding father who was an immigrant um, mm-hmm. and wasn't born in the United States. He he also is the only founding father who didn't live deep into like his 60s, 70s, or 80s. Mm. So it, it just, it, yeah, just that's, it, I was wondering why he was chosen to be, you know, the, the main picture of this film or the, yeah, this film, this play, just because it's, you know, who, who, in all honesty, who really cares about Alexander Hamilton. And then you start looking into all these things you're like, oh, he actually was, you know, a pretty integral part in this. Right. Um, but you know, he also wrote the most, uh, the most, 51 out of the 85 Federalist Papers, or 51 out of, like, the 70... He wrote, wrote the majority of the a Federalist lot. Papers, um, was a big advocate for changing the Constitution to what it is today. He The dude did a lot in history and gets almost no credit in school, at least in the school that I went to and the three of us went to. Right, right, right. Yeah, it and it's... It, I don't know. It's, it's, really, it's really cool. I'm, like... I want to watch it again already because that's how I that's how I do things. As we've gone over in the past, I get obsessed on one thing and I watch <laughs> it over and over and over again. Um, no, I want I saw it. I want to watch it again too. I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the other thing that I thought was cool, um, and Dana even pointed out, was there's no breaks. It's singing, yeah, for well, two hours we, and forty minutes. Like we all took musical class together. We took music class, right? And I remember the one thing they taught us: the difference between a musical and an opera is an opera is all singing. Yeah, and a musical has like musical interludes between people talking and stuff. And right. I, so, I had to Google. I'm like, is Hamilton an opera? So and it's got to be an opera then, right? Yeah, people were like, well, technically, but not really. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's basically like, it's a hip-hop opera. It's, it's just called a mu- Hamilton the Musical. Right. So, you know, go on Disney+. Plus. If I assume everybody has it at this point. Go on Disney+, Plus. put some time aside, watch it. Uh, I don't think you'll be. We blew. We blew up my Discord about it today because we're just like going on, going crazy about it. So um, it's also seven dollars for a month of Disney Plus. So right, this mo- this musical is worth seven dollars, and then you can also watch The Mandalorian if you haven't gotten onto that yet. There you go, or The Fox and the Hound, or whatever and, you know. And just like, as, right. just consider when when you want to go see Hamilton in your town because it's now traveling across the country when it's not. You know, when we're not in quarantine, it costs like $150 to get a ticket. So for $7, oh, yeah. you can get it. You can watch it from the best seat in the house. Uh, you can mm. pipe it through your surround sound system so you can have the best sound in the house surrounding you. And then you can watch it as many times as you want in a month and then cancel. Yeah. So worth all of the hype that it, it, it had. I know Definitely. it had a, a ton of hype. It was worth every 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 hop of it. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it Definitely was was an awesome viewing. Yeah. So, but anyways, there you go. There's ten minutes of Hamilton talk. I was waiting all. Sh- I was waiting all show for it. <laughs> uh, who wants to go next? I'll go. I guess. Sure. Give me that. Give me that mug. Um. In the interest of not t- 
talking about two different things that people should watch this week. Because uh, I feel like that's all we've been doing. I'm going to talk about something that I bought for my cat. Um, so we are, we are trying... We went camping a few weeks ago. And we were trying to figure out how to keep our cat um, fed and have a clean litter box while we're gone. In case we ever leave for an elongated period of time, it's not like a day. I thought you were going to say how to keep the cat from getting out of the tent. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, our cat's strictly an indoor cat. Um, my wife wanted to buy him a, a, a leash and a harness, and I said, no, he's an indoor cat. Uh, so, anyways, we wanted to figure out how to, uh, how to keep him fed. So, we bought an automatic uh, food bowl for the cat. Um, I don't have the name of it. It was like $100 on Amazon. Oh, it's the Pet Kit Automatic Cat Feeder. And basically, you, you set it up with your Wi-Fi, and it, it feeds the cat at designated intervals throughout the day a certain amount of food that it, that it, it based on its programming, knows how much your cat weighs. Like, you have to put in, like, you know, our cat weighs seven and a half pounds. So it said, oh, based on your seven and a half pound cat, he should have three-tenths of a cup three times a day. So three times a day, this, this machine spits out three-tenths of a cup into the bowl hmm. for the cat. Sounds fancy. Interesting. It is, very fancy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like way better than what we do, which is just like feed them all the same amount. And literally when you feed them dry food, it's gone in like two minutes. I don't know what, I don't know how they do it. They're still, yeah. They eat so fast. Our cat doesn't really eat. So like there's like, oh, so it's not a problem in this household. <laughs> Cats eat so, this household. Well, you got, you got competition. So it's like you better eat faster. Your food's going to get eaten by, by a different cat. That's true. <laughs> so, so, so Simba doesn't eat a lot. So what happens is I had to get rid of one of the feet. He doesn't get fed at noon anymore. He gets fed in the morning and at night. And then some days I have to go in there and I have to manually skip feedings because you can turn off feedings per day because there's just so much food built up in his bowl. So uh, there's, Maybe there's he's always a party. <laughs> there's always an overabundance of food. people in Connecticut now. So maybe, <laughs> how many cats is that is equivalent to? I think seven cats is one human. Okay. I think that's the breakdown, right? Yeah. So he's having a huge cat party coming up <laughs> but yeah so that's that's my handle um if you have a cat they have them for dogs too so if you're kind of uh, another thing i mean i'll say it feeds into my laziness of not having to get up and you know shake his bowl because before he had just had one of those gravity bowls that kind of just the food just kind of fell down but it didn't pour properly as most of those do mm-hmm. um so this just does it for me so it's you know the ultimate laziness where i just don't have to feed my cat anymore i just have to fill up this bin every couple weeks when it's empty yeah can't complain about that yeah so i'll hand the mug off to to you over now all right uh let me close it out this week with a uh a book and this is so larissa recommended a book from the same author to me um this is a book from uh neil stevenson and the book i want to recommend this week is called snow crash it's a sci-fi story written in uh 1992 it was published and it's very much has that like early internet vibe to it where it's like nobody really knew what the internet was going to be back in 1992 but Mm -hmm. so even though it's like very much some of the some of that is a little bit uh hokey and corny um Snow Crash is still a really great book. It follows um, the main character's name literally is Hero Protagonist, and <laughs> he's it's it takes some place time some place in the distant future, and he's a uh, pizza delivery skateboarder who works for the mafia that controls the pizza delivery business, and it takes place in a futuristic North America where the United States of America no longer really exists and everything is run by corporations like the pizza company he works for and uh you know there's like private police and jails and everything like that so um it's it's a kind of a funny take on you know what that future america would look like if corporations ruled everything it sounds kind Um, of like orwellian a little bit yeah not not really it's more like cyberpunky um in a way but uh, it's a really fun book. I haven't read it. I probably read this book maybe uh, four years ago, but because Larissa recommended a book from the same author, and you know she's been on fire with our handles lately, I had to say, well, let me recommend a different book from the same author that I've read. 
Um, and Marissa, if you're listening, you should check this book out, Snow Crash. It's really good. Um, I know, Chris, you are always looking for something to listen to on your commutes. So mm. um, check it out. It's it's pretty good. So nice. so I'm assuming in this book they don't talk about iPhones. Um, you know, I don't know what the cell technology is like in this book. I don't think that they really have cell phones. Um, but there's definitely no no iPhones. No, they don't they don't relate everything anything to like a specific company that exists today they kind of come up with parallels of equivalent companies that would be like like grapefruit yeah yeah and like right like you know i wouldn't be surprised if like uh, domino's was the pizza company they were like saying well like wouldn't it be funny if they were run by like the italian mafia or something like that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so with that, we'd like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers. Um, I will go first and thank Against the Grain for the Bay and Pepper Your Breaths. I'd like to thank Gizmo Brewworks for their Shelter in Place series Double New England IPA. And I want to thank Breakside for the Seek No Further. Please make sure you head over to all social media and follow us at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like, head over to our Discord and uh, join the discussion there. That's more of a real-time discussion with the listeners and us. But um, definitely, if you have any comments, kind of like Sal sent over today or that we um, read last week from from Jordan uh, when he sent us the Mug of Wisdom theme song, uh, make sure you're sending those emails over there. Also, make sure that you're heading over to Patreon and subscribing there if you want to hear our pregame episodes. This week we had Obert um, do the pregame episode where he drank another one of these recommended beers from this guy at the uh, bottle shop. And we, t- <laughs> we we talk a little bit more about Hamilton over there this week too in case you want to join in there. Um, so, you know, for as little as a dollar a month, you get a whole extra 20 to 25 minute episode. Um, also, make sure if you'd like to see our awesome bearded faces, head over to YouTube. You can watch us over there. Um, and with that, my name's Tud. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. So should we sing a Hamilton song on I our way out? totally waiting for Chris to start a battle. Oh, whore. Said whore.